Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to an off-season edition of the Winging F1 podcast. Today's a bit of an Andretti special, because unless you've been living under an F1 rock, no. Stone. Unless you've been living under a rock that has got nothing to do with F1. Ah, there we go. Do, do then... many rocks have stuff to do with F1? <laughs> Loads. I mean, all the racetracks, the gravel traps. Um... Gravel of rock? Yeah, it's it lots of rocks, isn't it? Rockingham. Rockingham, that's closed now. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, yes. Anyway, Andretti have announced more of a formal intention to join Formula One, even though we already knew they wanted to. But now they've announced it with partners in the form of General Motors and their brand. historic brand Cadillac, and they're going to basically use this as their push for F one and. From their side, it's all but confirmed that they're an F1 team now. Um, so today we're going to delve into all of that. Um, kerfuffle? I don't know if kerfuffle is the right word. because it's no, like just a story. It's, just a, yeah. it's, a, it's a great story. I think it's a great, a great story. story, but I also think it's a bit messy. But we can oh, get really? into that. Um, he yeah. might be signing oh. a contract extension as well. So it's topical. Yes. Um, I'm Freddie. The voices you've heard are Adam and Nigel. <laughs> Um, guess which is which yeah you can just figure that out throughout the show you might not know um, and that's part of the fun um, but I'm going to come to you Adam first and then you might be able to know which voice is Adam's um, <laughs> and what's your initial reaction then to Cadillac and Andretti joining forces in this further push for a Formula 1 entry Right, so I think no. Adam, Nigel. you speak. Oh, I, really, I really thought that was going to go somewhere. Sorry, what was the question? As soon as he tried to get Nigel. Reaction. Go on. Yeah, reaction to Andretti's latest attempt at a guise to come into Formula One, really. Um, kind of wow and very impressed um, because, you know, he it's been buzzing around for a while that Andretti wanted to come in. It always felt like with the is it three hundred million dollars? Um, two hundred million dollars. I mean, it's still a lot. Fee to come into F one as a base fee, then it just that kind of felt like that alongside with all the other costs would be uh, potentially insurmountable to um, you know uh, something without like huge manufacturing backing, and it kind of felt like it fizzled out, and then they obviously recognize that and they came in with huge manufacturer backing and it didn't really get much bigger than general motors who are general for all motors um you know it's absolutely huge and in terms of resources behind them they'll be right up near the top end of the the pile there um and it really it feels like this has a i know Hass is an american team but it, this feels like this has the chance to be america's team we've got the three races in the u.s um and you know bringing this in there will presumably be still be three races in the us when um andretti do come in in 2026 so yeah it feels like you know really big step in terms of f1's push for america and yeah just just excited really because it feels like this is you know as strong a contender as you could really get for you know having a, a 11th team in f1 and that's something i think it does need um you know as a, as a fail safe Firstly, and then, you know, it bring more to the grid, more drivers. We've been talking for the last year about how, you know, there's not enough seats in F1. So we'll see if it does kind of can give a few more drivers who deserve opportunities, opportunities on the grid. Um, so, yeah, yeah, excitement and just, yeah, just really impressed by Michael Andretti for making it all happen. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely huge news. For me, this is the biggest news since Mercedes came back in 2010 in terms of teams. It's bigger than Alpine, bigger than Aston Martin, bigger than Alfa Romeo, other than mm-hmm. Alfa Tauri, if you count that. I don't think there's been bigger any Aldi? bigger team news. I'd say so. Audi. Mm. All right, it's borderline with that. <laughs> I'd say so because it's a bigger team. Sorry, because it's a new team. It's not just yeah, Audi taking over. This is because the one thing stopping Andretti coming before this was finance. I think Andretti alone didn't have enough money to build a successful, good enough F1 team. But now Cadillac and or, or General Motors, they're going to bring a lot of budget. So they've got the budget. They've got the resources. They're going to have uh, a base in the UK as well as a base in Indiana if they get into the F1 grid. They've got experience from the past and they've got they've shown they can do it in other series, of course. There is now nothing stopping them. Uh, there's, no, there's nothing stopping the FIA and F1 from allowing Andretti Cadillac to be on the grid in 2026, which is when I think it will happen. Uh, because, as like I said before this, I think money was the problem and money talks, unfortunately, in sport these days. Or it always has, but that was the problem. That isn't a problem now. So it's absolutely huge news for me. Yeah, I think... Um... I don't, there's obviously no word in what the stumbling block was before. It was just a very, very yeah, blank block of a sort of denial that anyone was allowed to come into Formula One and that they were cultivating what they had, which to be honest, from a lot of the side can make a lot of sense from the Formula One side to cultivate what you've got and make all of that worthwhile, particularly coming just off the back of a pandemic where Hass were very open about the fact they nearly went under, that to protect um, what you've got is a very good mindset. Um, but one good way to protect what you've got is to widen the field of um, income. Um, another team can do that, and but it can also stretch the prize pot. So there are lots of reasons you can understand for Formula One blocking this kind of move. But since then, the FIA have said the other day, start of this year, yeah. that they would be open to accepting, well, basically seeking new teams to join Formula One. Naturally, it's a joint process between FIA and Formula One, and Formula One had been a bit less candid in this and have been very open to say, yes, it needs to be a joint decision. They haven't said that we're actively looking for people from the Formula One side. So I do think there's still stumbling blocks to come. Um, and But I do think there's, there's votes of confidence from from Ben Mohammed Ben Salam, the FIA president, is going to stand them in very good stead, especially considering <laughs> they've done everything F1 have asked. In that F1 has said, "Well, we'll take. We want to take this really seriously. We want it to be proper. We don't want it to be anything, nothingy, and all of that." And they've gone out and said, "Okay, well, we've got manufacturer support from the biggest automotive manufacturer in the United States. You're pushing in the United States. You've got three Grand Prix there now, and you're very, very happy to be milking all of that. Well, milk us a bit, because oh god, horrible turn of phrase. Oh no, I'll turn it to Nigel. That is going in many compilations to come. What do we do? Turn it to me. Explain that. Go on live on the podcast. It's ages of social media teaser. Found it now." Well, well carry on. that's my worst moment on the podcast in all season. Um, but anyway, go and get Andretti and General Motors and Cadillac, and it just trumps anything that has been knocking on the door of Formula One desperately for a long time. All of the all of the the big 
businessman hitters. This is more than that. This is a proper motorsport brand trying to come in. And I think to say no to this um, would be mind-blowing. I, 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 even before Cadillac, I think me and Adam did a podcast. I think it was about just Andretti or that Andretti was part of it. I said, if Andretti do not get on the grid, F1 or, or any other team trying to, trying to join can forget it. Because Andretti is one of the biggest motorsport names in the world. They got everything. And if they can't get into F1, who can? F1 is effectively a super league, a football super league. That's how I would, how would that's how, well, and if, if it doesn't happen league. now, well, yeah, racing, but like, you know, what I mean is it will be a close shop. And if they still don't get in now, then I will be so, so angry. Like, genuinely, it would make me, it, I'd lose a bit of respect for F1. I, I generally oh, would absolutely. lose a bit of respect because, like, this is, Totally. It's, got, it's got everything so it's got to happen it's just a matter of when yeah I ab- absolutely i mean like you say it's got you know it this is the dream really if you could put something down on paper this would be the you know the dream partnership or yeah it, it is it's absolutely huge general was absolutely huge in the us and yeah i i just you know there's no there's no real excuse. Like you say, if, if this doesn't get in, it is just admitting that F1's a close shop and that is, you know, that won't be good. And if some, if some teams don't like it, you know, teams are going to be dwarfed by this. They are, as we said, absolutely huge. It's up there with Mercedes and Audi in terms of backing. And, you know, that is, that is going to put them ahead of some teams in terms terms of the resources available, but A, we're in the cost cap era and B, you know, that is, that that's F1, you know, it is, mm. it shouldn't just be, well, you're protected because you were in the club before anyone else. And that's that, yeah. you know, there needs to be that competition and that ability for new competition to come in and really attack it and see what they can make of it. I mean, this feels, yeah. I, I, I think this could be, you know, as big as Red Bull coming in. I think they could have that kind of impact wow. on the sport. Wow. I, 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 I actually, to be honest, agree with that. They could have a, um, a very big impact competitively on the sport. I completely agree with that, actually, because but I think culturally now, as well. Culturally, that's very interesting. Um, I think mm. Haas have come in as the American team, and you know what? If you got Haas Hill at Cota, mm. and then they've not really exploited it in the best way. It's the not best like... thing about the American team is a, a guy from the mountains in Italy um, called Gunter Steiner. Not it's, anything to do with America. So I think well, Hass, yeah. how how many American engineers and people are actually in the F one team? It's oh, not, well, they have a base in Charlotte, don't they? But they've they've basically moved well, the to people with, But it, the it's people not with associated. The like as yeah. exactly, having, yes, having lived there for a year, it's yeah. not associated <laughs> as the team. It is you know people. There's the you know. People like, uh, you know, Norris and McLaren are popular there. Obviously, um, Verstappen and Rebel are really popular there. He's got a big Hamilton fan base, but there's not, it's just, there's not the association there with F1 fans, um, you know, being Haas fans because they're an American team, because they, it feels like they're an American team in name only. They're an American team that carried the Russian flag on their car um, the season before last. So, yeah, it's not... Whereas this feels like, you know, particularly if they can get a US driver, it feels like Cotton Hurt is the the one they're gunning for at the moment. But, you know, if they can get an American driver, if they're coming in with a huge American brand behind them or two huge American brands and names behind them going into it, then, you know, they have everything that they need to really, you know, make their mark and be America's team. What what I think is going to be interesting is what engine is he going to have? Will it be a, a Cadillac? brand new engine i personally think it'll be alpine because they've had yeah. well yeah because they've, they've, they've been 
they've been saying and it's been yeah. fairly candid that they will have a Renault engine. Yeah. Um, admittedly, uh, we don't know what's changed with that. And that was all done before the General Motors were on yeah. board. Um, Honda beforehand, you would have thought would have been likely based on their relationship with Honda, particularly in the States. But Honda aren't going to supply an engine to one of their, to probably their biggest rival in the world because the Honda market share in the United States is their biggest market. And General Motors is then that's by by extension their biggest rival so they're not going to really be on board with that so i think it really only leaves a renault engine in the back of that i mean Um, at the moment based on what we've got now who knows maybe they could do a deal with audi maybe they could do a deal with porsche we don't know on that kind of front because there's more to come in three years and this is the kind of thing that they're setting their stall out now because they're wanting to get just as ahead of the curve as possible they've even got a technical director signed so um like they're definitely pushing the pushing the envelope here and they that, that's the only worry i have because they will look pretty stupid if formula one or well naturally formula one will look stupid as well yeah but the amount of people they would have employed and, and got on board with this would would could leave a lot of red faces also it's worth mentioning that under current f1 rules then they if they can't strike a deal with anyone else then they would get the alpine engine because it goes if you can't get a deal then you go into a customer deal with the team the engine supplier who has the least yes. customers already i think yeah, it will almost point. i think it will almost certainly, certainly be alpine because Renault, from what i know about the car industry a bit the u.s market is something they're trying to crack so i think mm. it, it all links up perfectly it'll be and it'll be andretti cadillac with a Renault engine, that's what I saw. I see in, in 2026 when the new when the new regs in. Good luck to uh, Americans pronouncing Renault. Yeah, Renault. Yeah. <laughs> Renault. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it looks like there's a, a lot to come with it. I think, like you say, um, Colton Herter has been the shoe in for every Andretti discussion when they were trying to buy Alfa Romeo, when they were considering um, becoming an entry for 2024. Um, I think that's going to have to go on ice a bit if we're thinking 2026 is the yeah. entry because you need to definitely wait for th- three years. Um, the private. Presumably, they'd want something someone experienced as well in the way that Haas had Grosjean and um, taking it back to say Red Bull, they had uh, uh, David Coulthard and people like that. You want someone with a bit of nous about Formula One joining that team and helping them through from a car and tech perspective. Um, it would be hard to think of someone for that position from now. I mean, the only people I could really think of, if I were Andretti, I'd be making a beeline for someone like Gasly already for that kind of time, for someone you would think might still be floating around the midfield of Formula One as a decent operator. But the scene there is going to change so much in three years. So it feels kind of fruitless and to to discuss that. If it was recent, you, now you'd say... Grosjean and Herter would be a great lineup, but yeah, I think it's too early. It's a bit early to say, isn't it? But I, I'd, I'd agree. I think Grosjean will be a little bit too old. I don't, I don't see him coming back to F1, but I agree. Herter and someone else experienced like a Gasly, that kind of level will be a pretty good lineup, I think. I'd, I've, I've got, well, I was going to ask one question on what we were talking about before, which was it does, it did seem like some teams, Sadies, potentially Red Bull, were, let's say, blocking the Andretti entry a bit. Can you guys kind of think why that would be the case? Because I've been thinking about that for, since it was kind of talked about last year. I just don't understand but, why. Well, the main reason I can think of is splitting the prize pot and adding an 11th team to the prize pot means that everyone gets less money in that regard. 
Um, I also, I don't know how, what you guys feel about threat. I, I feel like that is a possibility because it, it isn't like, but then again, we've had Audi enter and we've had very good conversations about Porsche in the centre of Formula One. So I don't know if threat... But even that took up. quite a lot, didn't it? Like, they had to push really hard, like, Audi to get in and Porsche still haven't gone in, have they? So it, it does seem like some teams do want to keep it as 10. And I think, I, 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 you mentioned it there, Adam, self-interest. I think that is it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, in, in terms of... Yeah, in, in terms of kind of splitting the, the revenue pot, Mercedes and Rebel are probably the ones I'd expect to um, protest at least, considering, you know, there are teams that rely on that a lot more than them. So, yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it is, yeah, just that self-interest because, you know, I do, I feel like this team coming in will be, you know, obviously it depends, it depends on a lot of things. It depends on the drives. It depends on who they can get on board um, in their technical department. They but just, just in terms yeah. of on paper, what they've got as a start out, it is as, you know, as good, as competitive as any other kind of package out there. Um, so, yeah, I think I'd say that, but. Personally, yeah, I, I don't think you can blame them for having their own self-interest. And I think that's it. If you're a, if you're a, if you're a, a team who, consistently fights in a, in a in a championship like mercedes like rebel like all of them then i would i would expect them to kind of think hmm do we want someone else who can beat us do we want to be able to finish lower than we can now no so i'm not going to vote for it and i can really get that and i think to be honest if they just said no we don't want to race more people then i would kind of respect that yeah do you, do you think that is the reason why it has taken so much? Was it the season? Was it more the FIA and F1? I think it was more the FIA and F1 um, okay. because I think for the most part that they they hold the keys, don't they? They they hold yeah. and they can just unlock tenders and that kind of thing. And they have so many votes on the F1 strategy group that they can force it through if need be anyway. So why haven't they made it easier side. like before this year then? I- I think they don't want another repeat of 2010. That's that would be yes. my guess. Is is they don't they don't want teams coming in who can't can't hack it, who you know aren't going to be it, coming in who are competitive, who don't have who don't have a good long term um, you know business plan and strategy for how they're going to get up the grid. So yeah, I I think it's that that they are ultimately they're trying to protect the brand and the competitiveness of the brand and having. Andretti Cadillac having Porsche having Audi and make it more competitive having you know Andretti on its own without that back- backing is a lot more potential to go wrong but 2010 I, I was a failure um but that's you can't you obviously can't put all of that at the door of um what became Manor Caterham and HRT mm. because they were they were signed up under the proviso of a budget cap that never happened um and all of that was done in that process which meant they were just treading water before they even begun and i think formula one would need to put their hands up a bit on that but i think the, the and from if even if they are putting their hands up the best way for them to deal with it is like you say to block any entries um, um well, but, and but also, also then also when you consider that like we were just talking about drivers um that had you had four more seats on the grid in 2011 2010 but did it add to the quality of drivers in formula one i arguably no and it just adds adds more seats for people to buy so there is always that risk as well for a quality argument. 
Mm, I mean, re- regardless of budget cap or not, I think HRT would have been miles off and folded when they did regardless because, you know, there was there was just kind of fundamental um, organisational issues there in those USGP that never even got to the grid. So I think it's just, you know... They're... Dare we even speak about Panthera? I mean... Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what it does to the kind of driver um, driver access because it is, you know, will will we see kind of another you know, another Mazepin or like Roy Nassani, if, if he could ever get the, um, the super license points, like it, it's whether, whether it does genuinely open up to more drivers who deserve it on um, the merit of what they've put out there in junior formally or in other series, or does it, you know, will the kind of, at least the ratio still be the same? Well, it depends on how everything filters through to the smaller teams with prize money and so on. But I don't think that's a problem with Andretti because they've been speaking about having Formula 2 teams and Formula 3 teams as well and really getting involved. There's only, you don't know how much of that they're saying to sweeten their deal with Formula 1 and to make to rub people up the right way. But you don't say that kind of thing lightly. And that can kind of point itself to, um, again, bringing it back to the Team USA kind of thing, to really establishing themselves in Europe, in, in European motorsport, because that's where Formula 2 and Formula 3 mostly lie. And giving giving an even bigger sort of shot for any of this for all of this for all drivers really and i think it it sort of lends itself pretty well to negating this uh, negating anything about driver worries i I think it's not it's not so much with uh andretti cadillac it's more you know say they take albin or magnuson or or bottas it's then who comes in to replace that that's kind of yeah, yeah like and then say, the prize money down. split would make that worse. Mm. It, it, um, it, it all. I think Formula One is shoring itself up at the moment very well, and I think I, I, in an ideal world, for Formula One, they wouldn't be open to tenders for new teams for another two years until they're in a as stable an economy as you can get post pandemic, but where they yeah. can assess their new model for a couple of years with budget caps. The way they can then value the teams, they can then refer with a proper sort of five year strategy to the future. And maybe then incorporate new teams. That's ideal. But obviously, when you're doing well, everyone wants a piece of the pie, and you can't blame them for that. But and then you can't blame people for protecting Formula One in Formula One. So it's it's a tricky situation because I think, like you say, Nigel, it's the biggest news since Mercedes, apart from Audi. Um, but and as fans, it's bloody cool, particularly as motorsport fans. When you got Andretti in in IndyCar and IMSA and Formula E in Extreme and then Formula 1 maybe Formula 2 Formula 3 that's dynasty levels and legendary status of motorsport all then backed by former racing drivers and former McLaren driver Michael Andretti then from Mario Andretti an F1 champion and you put all of that together it just is is just bliss but when you look at it from a from a perspective of bottom line for formula one and protecting what they've got what they've definitely got uh you can understand why some side some reasons it wouldn't make sense to let them in yeah f1 would rather have a personal organization come in like audi and take over a team because that would increase the value of that team and increase the value of the whole grid rather than having an 11th team at least for the next couple of years so that is why again it goes back to like the Super League, the, the, the value of, of the league or the value of the field. If F1 Liberty, they want as much money as possible, really. And that is the best way to do it. That's why we haven't seen many new teams over the last, how long, when was the last new team? 20... Haas. 
15? Yeah, Haas 16. Yeah, Haas 2016, but they were going to enter in 15, but they delayed it. Yeah. So, you know, that's why it hasn't happened. Uh, that's why but it's, that's the, a that's thing why it's Haas, so hard to happen. Haas came in and did well. They finished yeah. fifth in their second race. That's And that wasn't by a fluke. That was because they manufactured themselves well, even with everyone else having a no budget cap and them having very limited budget anyway. They just manufactured the car well and came in at the end of a rules cycle competitively. And I think, yeah, the, the threat argument, the self-interest means that this team establishing themselves outside of Formula One for 2026, where there will be regulation changes, um, not just for power units, but they're talking about random little aerodynamic stuff and so on, um, that there will be regulation changes, that it really plays into Andretti's hands even before they're on tracks so they're not going to have to they're going to have pretty decent development time there will be limits to it of course um but they'll have more time to develop a car well and can hit the ground running really well so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens here because i i i agree with you guys that it puts f1 in a position of um deny this and be damned yeah i think Absolutely. i think it was as well, if it does go through, then you'll have Cadillac, Mercedes, Honda being more involved, Audi. You know, it will be a, a huge, um, and then Aston Martin, and it, it just will be an Alpine. It will be a huge, you know, it's getting getting towards the kind of heyday of the of the mid noughties when there were so many manufacturers involved, and it's starting to get back towards that, which is nice to see. Yeah, I, I find that quite, I think it's interesting and dangerous, Porsche, that, it, I, I think. I think it, I think the car industry is changing so much. I just this is going very wide now, but with the electrification coming in and internal combustion kind of phasing out, it does seem a lot of manufacturers are turning to racing to also diversify what they want. It's not just about the road now. That's why the World Endurance Championship there's loads of manufacturers joining this year and next year. Now F1 is seeing that same effect. Formula E still has quite a lot of manufacturers as well. It does seem car manufacturers they are seeing something to possibly diversify what they want in racing, which is which is only which is a great thing for us, of course. Uh, but that definitely has changed over the last three or four years because 10 years ago, or maybe not 10, but say between 2015 and 18, of course, some things like diesel, yeah, that, that, that kind of thing happened. But I think the car industry is changing a lot and F1 is offering, or motor racing is offering an opportunity for something different to make manufacturers stand out for the to increase their brand and that kind of thing I that ties F1, in very nicely to oh you go adam i was, I was just going to say i think as well f1 has kind of positioned itself more to do that you know in terms of drive to survive in terms of it's you know much better social media output and youtube output then it's really compared to the eccleston days it has completely modif- uh, modernized under liberty and it is now you know a, a 21st century 2020s products and that is then giving manufacturers more faith in terms of what they're going to get out what you know more of what they put into the project and reach people through that well yeah We've got loads of people trying to get into Formula One now. It ties in very well to sort of to discussing who else there is to join Formula One because there are a lot of manufacturers rumoured to be knocking at the door. And Andretti definitely are the most vocal people who want to join Formula One, which I think is another reason why some it's rubbed some people up the wrong way because they just because it does paint themselves as trying to really force themselves force their way in uh, as opposed to a few more private clientele. 
But you've obviously Porsche, we know, wants to come in because they essentially were confirmed to have a deal with Rebel, which they don't. But Porsche still are knocking at the door. Honda apparently want to expand their presence. There's a lot of um, talk that maybe they might even buy Alpha Tauri and that would be a Honda Works team. Um, Hyundai want to get involved in Formula One. There's a, a few more that escape me, but it is it is a it is a big deal for a lot of people to try and get involved in Formula One. I think even some BMW representatives have been at some of the um, meetings for 2026. Anyway, I think that maybe maybe later down the line, but um, a lot of that might be anecdotal. Um, but there's a regulation that means you can have 13 teams as a maximum. That's 26 cars. We have had 20 cars pretty much more or less always in the past 20 odd years, apart from brief bits of 2014 um, where there were mitigating circumstances that um, meant that Caterham and Marussia dropped off at the same time and so on. Um, but where, where do you think this sort of leaves other people trying to get involved in Formula One? Do you think it would then just open a floodgate? Do you think it would still require a very strict tender process do you think 22 cars is the maximum we'll get to in the near future or personally personally i feel there's always a lot of interest and a lot of talk because i think there's always manufacturers knocking on the door but then not much happens as we've seen a lot of audi and porsche that kind of thing well the vw brand which is that which is audi and porsche over the last hundred years uh so i think there's always interest i don't see any other teams from what I've read other than Andretti coming in in 2026. I, I think you would have to be making a lot of noise now uh, for it to be happening because it's only still three years away, or less than three years away. So I think because of money and because of the restrictions, let's say, that F1 and the FIA have for new teams because it's not as open as I would like it to be, I think I think we've seen that it's very hard to get to, for for a new entry to get into F1, I think it'll just be Andretti that comes in. I think, I think in terms of new teams, I'd say yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, like Nigel says, you need to be making a lot of uh, a lot of noise now and really putting together a package now for you know to be able to kickstart that process and get yourself on the grid in three years' time, which three years isn't you know as long as it seems with all of this so but i can I, I can see a lot more manufacturers you know making links with teams becoming more yeah. involved with teams and having partnerships yeah. i think hyundai is fascinating i can really see honda kind of reactivating their yeah. f1 project and i mean the the Afatari, um suggestion would be fascinating I, I, but I, think that, I, I think that will happen yeah. i mean honda honda has got like positive momentum behind it in f1 for the first time since what 2006 like it's been it's been a long time so i i think you know it, it's now or never really for honda and i can see that all the the pointers seem to be going in that direction but yeah at, outside of that i think we'll maybe see a lot more partnerships be um be kind of forged through that but yeah in, in terms of uh um 12th team i'm not sure we'll have one by 2026 it, it is it is still too hard to get into F1, unfortunately, but for the reasons we talked about before, for the value that Liberty and F1 want for the grid, we understand why, but as a fan, it is still too hard, and for the new entries, obviously, it is still too hard, but that's just the way it is because of money. For me, there again, I think there are sides to it, and 
I think protecting what you've got is the most important. I think as a fan, I want everyone working there to not be out of a job just because it makes it more exciting um, to have more cars um, or at least one team to just be in that boat. You look at the, the 80s and 90s, you look at all of the entries there and it's just ridiculous and a waste of money, frankly, and a waste of people's careers letting but, all of that kind of thing happen. That, that opportunity to... to have a bit of money throw yourself into f1 get that chance to be an f1 even if it doesn't work out i quite like that i prefer that over what we've got now i think you should be if you've got the money which should be less than it is but mm-hmm. inflation and the way the world's gone if you've got the money if you've got the team members i think you should be allowed to come into f1 it should be a lot easier than See, i think that's romantic but i don't think i think if you've got the money that's fine but if you've got the money to do something stupid doesn't necessarily mean you should and <laughs> things like that because i think you look at a lot like all these sort of teams that came in around that time there were so many like random teams like onyx life pacific yeah. all of that and the only two that are still here are stewart and jordan and that's just because they came in and did well straight away if they hadn't have done they would have been right at the bottom and everything it would have just gone bust and done nothing and that's what happened to but so that's many the business's decision isn't it and if they think at the time it was the right decision which turned out it was wrong for 95 yeah. percent of them that is it is their fault but i don't think they should be gambling i think formula one shouldn't be allowing people to gamble like that they have a degree of care for the I, people i think, going I, I think if they can prove it though and i think the restrictions are still yeah too yeah exactly tight, i think that it should be, can prove it. yeah but i still think the restrictions are too tight because i think even without cadillac andretti should have been allowed in that's always been my view i, I think the i think it's just you know the competitiveness if you've got teams that can come in and prove that they have the willpower and you know the resources and the plan to be competitive you know for the top 10 at a minimum then that's fine it's just you know making sure that that is what's there that you're not going to get a team coming in running around in 21st and 22nd for two years and then going bust so yeah i think it's you know it is kind of the due diligence and the you know actually making sure that you've got proof in the pudding before you let the teams mm-hmm. in because it doesn't you know it it doesn't help i mean even um you know look at look at williams over um you know 2019 and 20 where you know really there weren't there were nine teams that were competing for you know the rest of the finishing spots so i think that's where that's where it is it needs to have teams coming in that you know can reasonably and realistically be competitive but as long as that's the case you know i think within reason the more the merrier yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and realistically, now it's time will tell. So um, it isn't a done deal. We know that, but hopefully, it is. It will be a done deal at some point. These kind of things require a lot of, a lot of um, lawyers, a lot of paper. But it seems from Andretti and Cadillac's side that this is a this is a done deal in their eyes. They're if they if they've got plans for factories and so on, they're very confident. So. Fingers crossed from our side as fans that we're going to see, hopefully, the birth of a, a new Formula One era and a new sporting era for Andretti and, and motorsport. Um, maybe we're getting too hyper. Um, no, no, it's got uh, to happen. Never. It's got to happen. Then no, if it doesn't it, it happen, really then it'll be the first episode of the Brave Factory does, Oh, Mark, podcast. if it doesn't happen, honestly, just, get, just do 40 minutes of me shouting. Oh, God. We do that anyway. Look forward um, to that in 2025. Goodness me. Yeah. Nigel's going to be horse. Um, <laughs> That's in like the animal. Yeah. That was in like when your voice goes. <laughs> horse. Oh, I thought you meant I'm going to be You're like, going to have a... become a horse. No. Oh, okay. That's... okay. 
That oh, doesn't man. happen when you speak. Horses don't speak. You know, that bit wasn't, that one wasn't actually endearing. That was just stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be back soon in this off-season, guys. Uh, Nigel and I are going to try and do a Formula E preview podcast before the Formula E season yeah, starts. Um, Shall we do it for you? Shall, let's, let's decide now. Shall we do it? Just do it after, no. after we've logged off. No, I'll, I'll, I'll edit it. this together <laughs> and you can do that. No. I've got to go and have dinner. Um, but also, yes, um, Formula E, it's sketchy at the moment. But anyway, that's all we can really we'll, say. We'll try and do it. We'll try, yeah, we'll try we'll, and do it. Um, 75% chance. There you go. Yes. You can follow Nigel's work on his Twitter account at Nigel C. Giorno, um, and on Total Motorsport. You can also find Adam on Total Motorsport yes. at Adam Dickinson 01. You can find me at Fred Coates 1999 on Twitter and um, at msv.tv on TikTok. Um, and if I'll anyone's at Autosport International next week and you see us, Oh, Say hello. God. Why have you said that? I don't want people to court to me. If you're at the Martins <laughs> snooker in no. <laughs> the next couple of days and you see Nigel, go up to him and congratulate him on an excellent opportunity he's got to work there. Um, and then yeah. laugh at him because it's just so easy. Um, but anyway, stay safe, everybody. Look after yourselves. Have an excellent next week of January or whenever you're listening to this for some reason. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> be kind to each other be lovely have a fun time goodbye goodbye